Have you ever had to give yourself a pep talk just to walk into a car dealership? Or have you ever thought to yourself, I can't trust car salesmen. They don't have my best interests at heart. I'm here to debunk the myths and break the stigma. Welcome to Carman Conversations, the podcast. Welcome back to Carman Conversations. This is episode five, where we talk about what makes a great leader. And again, I'm joined by Rachel. Hello. Fire some shots. What makes a good leader? So, Luke, it's quite a big operation that you run here. You obviously can't do it all on your own. So tell me a bit about what you look for in a great leader. To be a great leader, uh, first of all, that's a great question because this is something that is just so important to that journey uh, along the way of thinking at some point I need to be taking all this in because I'm going to have to use this at some point. So I think very, very early on the onset when we're talking about um, uh, potentially their career, whether it be a salesperson, a service manager, or a service advisor, whatever it may be, um, we talk about the opportunities that leads for the future. And that might be around, um, okay, well, we might start here, but there's this opportunity, this opportunity. And when, as you get further on in the business, you'll see of different avenues what's available. So the important part of that is to take it all in now because in one point, I don't want you to think now and I don't want you to think in 12 months' time. I want you to think potentially in five years' time, three years' time, whatever it may be when the time's right, what attributes you would need to be a leader and lead this team. So take note of everything that's happening around you now because a lot of it may not make a heap of sense, but it will at some point and I want you to be able to regurgitate this information to do your training because this is the principles of what makes a good leader. To make a good leader, it comes back down to your foundations, and your foundations are big on your discipline, big on your attention to detail, big on remembering where you come from, but big on just being appreciative of what you have. So for me, um, it, it's you don't necessarily choose a leader um, by the amount of years I've worked here or by the experience that they have. The attributes need to be of the want and the desire, the will, the passion, um, the attention to detail, the, the outside the box of... Uh, seeing how that would affect the next person or the next player um, and, and being mindful as not just in your corridor in your department but for the whole dealership and what you'll find is that this the penny will drop because they start thinking like that outside of work as well and they think of that in general life situations of well hang on what are the ramifications that come with that you know how does this affect am I helping this person beside me am I helping them grow and I think for me um I run a leadership group that we have that I've got um, a lot of managers in there and some some up-and-comers, and they're pretty raw, the meetings, you know, and all things dealership-wise, we're very, very transparent about best practice. But the, the big thing for me is you think about it. You're in a dealership. We've got over 130 staff here. You work and walk in on your first day. You're on your first day here. You don't know anyone, right? You don't know anyone. You could be 19. You could be 20 years old. You don't know anyone, you don't know where to park, you've been told a few things, but then you get pretty nervous and it's pretty daunting, you know, there's been a lot totally. of people, there's a, there's a great culture, there's a great team unity. You, you don't you don't want to speak, you know, because you're, you're respectful, um, you, you don't know personalities, you don't know the procedure, so you don't actually know who everyone is. What you want to be able to do on that day one is you've got to think how those that person is thinking. So I, I often remind everyone, hang on, this is their first day or it's their second day. And this is the most important day of that person's career because mm. they'll judge their first day as this is going to be what it's like forever. 
You know, and on day one, if they get pushed over in the corner, oh, we'll look at you later. You haven't had an introduction. Um, we'll just give you what you need right now, and that's the bare minimum. You know, they, they, they lunchtime, they message their partner or their, you know, their, their, their mum or their dad or whoever it might be, and well, they get a message saying, oh, you know, how's your, how's your first day going? Oh, I haven't really done much. I've just kind of been sitting, you know, putting some priceless away. Like, that that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and that was that was me, you know, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and my the, my way of doing things now is that when someone comes on, you want this person to feel that much love and that much support and that much advice and direction that they've got all these good people around them that at lunchtime when they're getting that message around how's your first day, you, you know, you, you haven't got capacity in your phone to send a message that long because you can't get out all your emotions. It's around, it is the greatest place, you know, getting all the support. They're really, they're really nice. They're very, very helpful. They've got some really great templates in place to, for me to be really successful. And it's just not me being in this role here. I've got these corridors where I can grow because they want me for life, you know. So um, that's how I, 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 I portray it. And, and that's the way I want it to be. And I'm very, very mindful of it now. And in the leadership group, I talk about it all the time. Think of these people when they first come on. Think of the influence that this first day will give. And think about how you wanted to be treated on your first day because you can make that difference. And as a leader, you're on call 24-7. So every one of your actions that happened during the day are being watched. Now, you might notice it. You might not notice it. You might be there doing your own thing. You might be sitting in the lunchroom having a bite to eat, having a general conversation. There's people that look up to you all day, every day, and you're an influence on them. You've got to be mindful of that, and you want to be influencing them in the right direction. And that's where I've always said it is that there can't be negativity. You know, and there's no prize for being negative. There's no prize for trying to bring someone down. There's no prize for, you know, holding a grudge towards something. All you've got to deliver is that positive energy, the positive vibe, and looking looking for the best possible outcome. And um, and, I, and I think that's what's been created here for such a long period of time. And what could I have been very much that way, that my leaders have, have followed suit and organically they've fallen into that role. And then you've got the people that sit under them that, that organically think that way and it becomes second nature. So mm. it doesn't really matter who it is. They think like that anyway. They think like a leader because they've been trained like a leader. Um, yeah, it kind of goes back to the, the one vision. Correct. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And, you know, and you, you, you don't think that we, I sit in these morning meetings and I actually talk about it, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated, you know, and I, I, I probably say it every day, mm. you know, because um, that's where it all starts, isn't it? And that's just general practice. That's general practice, you know. I teach my kids the same thing, you know, and I got taught like that as a kid, you know, even when I was at school. So but that it, it's pretty simple. When you break it down, it's relative to cars because um, it's about the people. You know, and you're employing people and you want to deliver what's best for them. So in these leadership groups that, that you run, is there anything that you do to sort of push them, to drive them? Yeah, so one thing, um, there's some big drivers there because we talk about overall transparency of the dealership. Um, I set some goals from a budget um, once a year and say so this is what we want to achieve from a financial point of view, but also from a KPI point of view with, with, with performance when it comes to, to um, criteria around customer service. Um, so they're accountable. They're accountable for that weekly. Um, but it's not a case where we're sitting there and we're looking at a spreadsheet going through the numbers. We're talking about best practice every week. We're talking about things that have happened through the week, the best practice of the week, and actually supporting each other. And when you sit in those meetings, um, it's raw. It's we, we don't sugarcoat anything. It's just talking about a general conversation around how do we do things better. And we talk about some of the pain points and the pressure points, but you find that nine times out of ten those meetings there's a, there's a fair eruption of laughter um there's a fair bit of banner 
uh, and there's some such good energy because you've got like-minded people in a room that are sharing that same passion and sharing that that I suppose the success comes from from personal and professional growth. And what I've watched in that leadership group is people that have come a long, long way in the way they think by changing their mindset, and then them talking about how much they've grown the people around them. You know, without knowing they're actually doing it, it's mm. not a chore. So, um, yeah, I, I do push for 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 them to be better. I push for them to think further. I think for them to I push for them to think laterally rather than playing what's in front of them. And I I always am telling them to think. Don't play what's in front of you today. Think about long term. Think about long term. Think about long term. Mm-hmm. Picture your knowledge now. Multiply that by three or four times. That's where you'll be in twelve months' time. You know what difference can you make? And I suppose the big thing for me, and especially over the last couple of years, is delivering that positive energy. You know that that high energy, that good vibe, that 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 aura that comes from you. Uh, and I'm always pushing that with that negative energy of holding that back, or or probably looking to look for excuses. Um, I don't allow that. You know, and, and when I look from a leadership group, they're the leaders and they're the leaders for a reason. Um, so always that, that a common goal has been through, through, through the dealership for me is we never blame the people around us. We never blame the tools. We never blame the people. Those people sitting in that meeting, they're responsible for what happens around them. You know, so yep. the minute we start blaming the tools, they, they need to have a good look at themselves mm-hmm. and go, hang on a second, that I've really dropped the ball there because I shouldn't have said that, you know, and you'll, we are very hard pressed to ever hear that sort of comment come from one of the leaders, and that that obviously pushes out through the whole dealership. We don't look for blame, you know. We look for ways to get better. Look for solutions. You know? Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. No, great. So it's sort of like uh, you've got a strong team around you. You're looking back on it and you're reflecting what's happened, but then you're just focusing on the solutions, not not the past. All solutions. So the past you can't change. Yeah. You know, the past you can't change. It doesn't matter how much you. You, you rave on about it or look into it. You can't change it. It's mm-hmm. done, you know, and there's going to be no award that comes out afterwards, you know. Um, you, you focus on, on moving forward, you know, because you do have control of everything that happens in front of you, not behind, you know. So, um, and that's the general focus. And mistakes happen, you know, and, and you know, and I encourage that because it means people are having a go. I don't encourage for people to make the same mistakes from laziness, mm-hmm. but I encourage people to push themselves outside of boundaries and have to make a decision or a call that may not be the right one, but they've had a go on doing it because you're going to learn from that. And that's where you talk about personal growth. Yeah. You know, and without that personal growth, you're always going to have a glass ceiling there. And I, I'm not there for glass ceilings because it won't help anyone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and I guess the, the growth that I've watched over the dealership is from people being allowed to explore and push themselves outside of those boundaries. And again, like someone asked me the other day, what motivates you? It's that. It's those people having a go on that personal growth. Awesome. It sounds like you're really passing on everything that you believe down down the chain, which is yeah. It's it's one thing that um I, I had a sales manager going back um a long time ago, and I I, I was a bit of a pest because I wanted to know everything. I wanted to I literally wanted to know everything. I wanted to know everything about pricing, about fleet, about trade-ins, about how you value cars. I was just a pest, you know, because I wanted to wanted to know more. And and he stopped me one day and said to me. Stop asking questions. You're on a need-to-know basis. I remember walking out of that office so deflated, thinking, <laughs> how am I ever going to grow? Like, what else do I have to do? And I thought, you know what? If I'm on a need-to-know basis, I've just got to work it out myself. You know, so that's when I just started exploring different options. I've always taken that on board. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the day. I can still see that where I was sitting in the office asking the question, um, where it's complete opposite now. You know what I mean? It's, it's the complete opposite. I want to give everything that I have in complete transparency mm-hmm. because it's the, you, you can't work without it. 
And, the, and I'm not going to gain anything by keeping that information. And if I want to be the smartest guy in the room because I hold that extra knowledge and if it's a power trip, I'm going nowhere and I'm in the wrong mm-hmm. position. I, I need to hang up the boots now. So I'm not about that. You know what I mean? I want the people to be I'm surrounded by to, to grow and, you know, to grow past me, you know, and to, to grow the, the people around them. So uh, the more I can give, the more it will allow them to, um, to flourish, I think. Definitely. I think that we can recap that conversation on great leadership comes from strong communication and strong support. Correct. Definitely. Definitely the case. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Thanks for that, Luke. Thank you. Thanks for listening to that episode. It's one that I hold close to my heart uh, for multiple reasons, but it's about the the personal growth and the journey uh, and all the guys around me that are on that journey now. So if you want to follow that journey yourself, follow the links in the description below.